0: Welcome to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I'm May, founder of the luxury journaling brand, Luxuriously Fierce. My mission is to guide you in coming back to your natural state of luxury. Step into the power of luxury journaling to unload what no longer serves you, unlock subconscious programming, and awaken passion and purpose. Becoming luxuriously fierce is a movement. It is for the woman who is ready to listen to the whispers of her soul, to tap into the ancient wisdom she came here with. It is for the woman who is ready to be bold, step into her feminine power, and lead herself to luxury. It is for the woman who is ready to let go of the subconscious programming that no longer serves her, align with her passion, and become her truest self. You are made for big things. You are made to be bold. You are made for luxury. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Luxuriously Fierce Podcast. I am so excited today to welcome my friend, Sharn Halwas, also known as Sharn Plain Jane. Sharn is a self-worth coach who guides people who feel stuck to a self-empowered life of unshakable inner peace through healing, realizing their truths, reclaiming personal power, and rebirthing into their highest selves sharon i am so flippin excited that you are here today because we have had some of the most magnetic conversations that i've ever had with anyone i've had with you and it's been so so much fun just to get to know you and converse with you just generally and so to have you here is just like amazing and i'm so excited welcome to the show
1: thank you so much for having me i just remember the moment that I met you and I felt the same way. I just felt like just that med- magnetic connection and I'm so excited to just continue our amazing conversations.
0: Me too and we were just speaking about this a little bit right before we started recording when we were talking about how you know, we're just over this energy of selling ourselves and connecting with people in just a really ingenuine way. And it's really all about your energy. And like when you meet those people and you just have this immediate spark and this immediate connection and like the magnetism is just so powerful and you just have to keep going. And that, that was you and I.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We don't need to be out there like, you know, reaching. It's, that energetic match is gonna happen and we're gonna find our people. Absolutely.
0: And we found each other and now you're here and I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but for anybody who's like, who the heck is Charmplain Jane, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you were and where you are and how you got into being a self-worth coach and all of the things?
1: Oh my goodness, where do I even begin? Um, Yeah, so My whole life, I have always just been kind of very blessed to be a very confident, um, very just like happy, peaceful person. And it just was always something that came very easily to me. And then after I had my first child, I have two boys now and they're crazy. (laughs) But after I had my first child, I really lost a huge piece of myself. And that was just that confidence and that inner peace and this, like that ultimate knowing of my worth. And I got to a pretty dark place and it took me a, a really long time to just, I sort of felt like it was like five years later where I just woke up and realized like, this isn't good enough. This isn't life. This isn't me. This isn't my worth. This isn't my abundance. Just everything just kind of came crashing through for me in a moment. And in that moment was when I decided that I was going to start doing the work to dig myself out and just literally rebirth into who I always was. And it was a long and lonely journey. (laughs) Of course, I had The support of you know close family and friends but and of course my amazing husband we can't forget him either (laughs) (laughs) but um it was still long and lonely because it was still just me i didn't have you know that community i didn't have my my people. <laughs> I didn't have people like you who just get it, you know, and it was a few years of me just building myself up on my own. And not that that real that I find that journey really ever ends. I don't feel like there is a point B to this. It's just that it up levels into a different place. So once I had really, you know, sort of come through and not only back to myself, but even more empowered and more just in love with who I am and my life and my self-worth, it was like I had exceeded who I was before, which was really, it is a really beautiful and powerful feeling for me. Um, I had joined a kundalini challenge last November, and it was like a 40-day kundalini challenge. We all see those out there, right? We do. And it was my first time ever dabbling in kundalini. I was pretty skeptical and... I just decided to do it and the shifts that happened for me just literally like catapulted me into my next level self again and I received my program at that time as a full download and I just sat down at the computer and started creating and it just was like it literally felt like it was just like flowing through me. Like it's like that divine light that we see when it just like comes down through our crown and like out through our hands. And it just felt like this flow through me into the computer. And I was like, what am I even doing? What am I even creating? Like, what is this? And before I knew it, I had an entire program called Ignite Your Heart and I didn't know what to do with it I'm not sure I wasn't sure then why this was happening (laughs) to me I was very confused um and all these months later obviously you know I have helped countless people as I look on my wall of all the beautiful souls but I did. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of getting off track here, but I did put my program, "Ignite Your Heart," then out into the world, and I realized in that moment <laughs> why it was given to me because so many women just jumped at the opportunity to receive and be a part of this healing journey and from that point forward there's been no looking back it's just it's who I am it's what I'm doing I realized that my darkness and my difficult experiences were part of my divine contract so that I can now help other people move through and step into that highest version of themselves and live that Empowered life with unshakable
0: peace. I love that so much, and there are so many things that just came through for me as you were speaking right now. And that this is again like the beauty of this magnetism that we have is that there are so many different things that I want to talk to you about, (laughs) and like just so many. There's just so much, and like I can feel it all coursing through me. And I'm like, okay, where do we start? but i do want to start with one thing that you just said that stuck out to me it was like boom you said that throughout this difficult period you kept thinking why is this happening to me and i think a really important word in that question in that phrase that so many of us ask ourselves daily is the word to why is this happening to me yeah Right. And just like we, there is nobody in this world who has never had that thought, who has never thought that phrase about themselves or, and about whatever they're moving through in that moment. And it's such a powerful sentence because it really impacts, that sentence really impacts the way that we look At our lives, right? Why is this happening to me? And if we make that tiny little change, why is this happening for me? Yeah. Then that's where you get that shift, as you were saying, this shift where you just felt this, what turned out to be your signature program. But at the time you didn't know that, like you just felt like this energy, these words, this movement like flowing through you. And it was just coming and coming and coming. And you're like, I have no idea what the heck I'm going to do with this. Absolutely, and it, But then it turns into something beautiful and I think that it's just so amazing to me and it never ceases to not, like it never ceases to amaze me just how much, just how powerful the energy that we hold is. Like when you let go of why is this happening to me and you just let that energy move, you let it flow in it doesn't make any sense and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like in the end, it becomes something beautiful and you have to let go. Yeah. I think able to, to just be like, Nope, I'm, I'm going to let this energy move. I'm going to let it move. I'm going to let it come out. No idea what it is, but it doesn't matter. I'm just going to let it.
1: Yeah. It's all about, um, you know, being in that space of, instead of being in judgment, just being in curiosity and i really think that we have to almost begin with why is this happening to me and
0: absolutely
1: when it's it's when we lean into that and we just get curious and allow the answers to come just through you know gaining that awareness and that knowledge and just allowing things to flow when we come through it's almost like that metamorphosis right then we can look back and go oh it was all happening for me we have to honor the two and the four you know
0: absolutely we do and I love that you just said that we have to honor the two and the four because like when you understand why something is happening to you then you can understand why it's happening for you
1: Yeah, definitely. And now,
0: like, you know, as we move
1: further along in our spiritual journey and our understanding of self, we get to a place where, you know, we realize pretty much always that things are happening for us. It's just when we're beginning that journey, when we're in that, you know, place of just starting and feeling that nudge that there is more that's that's when we feel that why is this happening
0: to me what is happening to me <laughs> i think that's really important and that it actually brings me to something else that stuck out to me when you were speaking earlier um is that when spiritual awakenings are hard first of all when you yeah. start to shed all of these layers, all these things that no longer serve you and move through this rebirth, as you call it, that's, it's hard. It is. It's just straight up hard, guys. There's no, <laughs> there's no way around that, okay? But what one thing that really stuck out to me that you said was that you had always been a happy, peaceful person. Mm. And I, I absolutely love that for you. And I love that you said that because so many people have this idea we have we've created this idea in our society that in order to be a spiritual person or in order to have a spiritual awakening or in order to do this kind of work that you and I do you have to have like big T trauma yeah or you have to have this like momentous just mo- this moment where everything shatters, where you hit rock bottom, whatever that might look like for you. Mm
1: -hmm. And it
0: doesn't have to start that way. No. It just, you know, you, even if you are just the the most happy, the most joyous peaceful person on earth, you can still move through all of these things. You can still shed the things that no longer serve you and Mm. go move through this rebirth. And so I, I love that you started with I was always a happy, peaceful person. And you did have a momentous occasion, the birth of your first son. Mm-hmm. And where, just moving through that, that feeling like you lost a piece of yourself. And I feel like so many women can resonate with that. And even if it's not a birth of a child, you know, I, I don't have children. So for me, that, you know, your specific story doesn't resonate with me because I don't have children. Right. Um, but I can absolutely empathize and identify with feeling like I've lost a huge piece of myself yeah. and you know, moving through that shedding and that rebirth. But let's talk a little bit about this idea that we can't be happy. <laughs> we can't be happy during the shedding or that we can't be happy during the rebirth. Um, is that something that you see a lot in your practice, in your coaching practice? Absolutely. And,
1: you know, something that I'm always reminding the beautiful souls that I work with um, to do is just to honor every part. It's not about what happens is when we do this work, people really often want to, or not necessarily want to, but just, they just do, they fall into a place of judgment of self. And once we understand that we are whole beings made up of the most beautiful dark and light and honoring that, that dark and that light create each other and that without both pieces, we couldn't be, it's easier to stay in a place of curiosity. And that place of curiosity, I believe, allows us to go through this difficult journey with joy. It's just honoring and knowing that wholeness and understanding that things are happening for us, again, with that divine contract and just no judgment, no judgment of who we are, no judgment of our heavy, stagnant, negative energy, just curiosity and honor.
0: I you know? love that. Yeah, I I absolutely can resonate with that. And I love that you shifted that judgment into curiosity, because I think, um, To share a personal opinion, this, I feel like the judgment comes from not necessarily, it's not even necessarily from ourselves. It's almost, it's programmed where if you feel like you don't fit into the mold, if you don't, you know, check all the boxes of society and when you're moving through a spiritual awakening or you're moving through shedding and rebirthing, that is exactly how you feel is like you don't fit in like you know an outcast or a weirdo and it's very lonely um Mm -hmm. which I also want to talk about because that's a whole other yeah topic this loneliness um of moving through this process but when you and and we've been programmed to judge ourselves for not fitting into that mold absolutely I've 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 certainly been in that place and I've sure that you've also been in that place and probably anybody listening to this episode has been in that place where they've judged themselves for not fitting in um but good for you for not fitting in
1: yeah and i think too like a lot of the work that i do is with ego and heart and i see you know judgment in that ego mind and curiosity and compassion just in that heart space that love mind you know and that's our power that's where we want to be that is our happiness our joy our peace
0: I love that the cure and the curiosity yeah like the curiosity is going to be the thing that takes you places right like if you stay in this place of judgment you're not going to move any further along in the shedding and rebirthing process of your life and I think that it's it's really important to note here that we're not necessarily, I mean, y- you and I have both been through you know, spiritual awakenings and moving through all of the the world of woo, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not even necessarily th- that, but we all have these shedding and rebirthing processes throughout our lives, right? You shed your childhood into teenage years. You shed your teenage years into young adulthood. You shed your young adulthood into mature adulthood I guess I'm I'm not really sure what the actual term for it is and you know when you become a parent you shed the you know single bachelor version of yourself and move into parenthood and you know as you get older there's a like you continually continuously shed past versions of yourself so even if you're not if you're listening to this and you're like well I've not gone through a spiritual awakening and I'm not into, you know, like kundalini and Oracle cards and masculine, feminine energetics and all of this stuff, you still shed in rebirth. Yeah. And
1: I, you know, something that is just coming through for me right now is you don't have to be in a horrible place in your life to want to level up and Mm -hmm. create more for yourself. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like, I think people are like, Oh, well, I'm fine. (laughs) You know, and it's like, great. I'm so happy that you're fine. You know, but is there a calling at all from your soul frequency? Do you feel anything that there is more, you know, and I think we can just get into almost like this zombie mode of navigating life through fine contentedness. Yes. That's great. We can be content and we can be fine and we can be in full gratitude for everything that we have, but there's just always more for you in this abundant universe. There's always more.
0: You can be happy and
1: still want more. Absolutely. It's that, you know, it's that desire. It's that knowing it's just that knowing of your worth
0: Oh, I love that because this is what your entire work is based on is this self-worth. And I feel like what just came through for me when you were just saying that just now is that we we grow up thinking that we can't have more. Like when you are content, when you're happy, that's kind of it according to the way yeah. most of us have been raised and what we've been taught is that like, this is it. Oh, you're happy. You're content in your life. Cool. You can't want any more than that. Or you're just greedy or yeah. and like, so, in for me, this is, <laughs> I just made this kind of connection <laughs> right now to my yeah. own work. Like when you, <laughs> you know, when you're happy and you're content, that's great. But wanting more is that luxury and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And that, this and just believing that you're worthy yes of having more like you can have more you can have anything you fucking want in this lifetime
1: oh my gosh so you're making me think about envy right now I've been doing some work um around envy with uh some of my beautiful souls and the way that I'm seeing envy lately is first of all It's just a beautiful part of us right like it's it's a piece of us it's never going away it's. How we use it, and I was just having an incredible conversation um, with one of the girls i'm doing a 22 day challenge right now on reclaim your power, and we were talking about envy, and I was like you know. it's really nothing more than a marker. For gratitude so it's like if you walk i of course i used a castle as an example <laughs> like if you're walking by and you see this incredible castle and like this goddess that's living there and you're like oh like why does she get to have a castle i want a castle i'm not and then it gets into limiting beliefs oh i must not be good enough to have a castle i must not be pretty enough to have a castle i'm not lucky enough The universe loves her more, blah, 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 right? (laughs) And I was like, no. I said, honor the envy when you go, oh, why can't I have a castle? Be like, oh, I envy the castle. And then bring yourself back to first, man, I have so much abundance in my life. I am so incredibly blessed. And then look back at the castle and go, and I am so worthy and so abundant that if I want a castle, I can have one too. Thank you for reminding me that I can also have a castle. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I love that so much. We don't have to be in this place of like envy And just that it's horrible and that it's a terrible piece of us. Again, it's just a piece of that like darkness that is makes us whole and we can use it just as this beautiful marker to bring us back to
0: our abundance. Oh, I love that so much. And the other thing that just came through is like, if you, you know, looking at that castle and feeling that envy is totally normal, it's totally natural and using that to come back to this place of gratitude and being able to recognize the abundance that you already have yeah, also allows you to tap into the abundance that you desire, right? Because you will not, you're not going to manifest that castle. You are not going to be on an energetic vibration or an energetic match to that castle in a place of envy, right? You're going to be an energetic match to that castle from a place of gratitude. So if you're looking at that castle and you're like, well, why does she get a castle? I want a castle too. That attitude is not going to get you that castle. (laughs) No, exactly. And again, for me,
1: that's ego. And then when we move into that place of love where you're like, thank you for reminding me that I also want a castle. It's like that higher vibration, right? That heart space. It
0: keeps you in your place of power, And it keeps you in this place of self-worth as well. Like if you're looking at that castle and going, why does she get to have that? I want one. I'll never have one, blah, blah, blah. You know, insert bullshit story here. Yeah. That you're keeping yourself in this space where you don't feel worthy of having that castle. Exactly. Which is,
1: uh, you know, powerless. We are in our worth and we're in our heart space. That's powerful.
0: That's beautiful. I love it. And it, it reminds me of this conversation that you and I had a couple weeks ago, I think it was now, um, where we're talking about polarity um. and how we need the polarity. I think it was a question that I had asked on Instagram and you had responded um, to the sticker or whatever it was um, about polarity. And that was something I hadn't even considered when I actually made that post. But we were talking about how we need polarity in our lives. We need to be able to experience joy to know what sadness feels like. We need to be able to experience anger to know what peace feels like. And I'm trying to, I don't remember what the topic of conversation was at the at it's, the time. It's
1: like the op- the opposites create each other, right? Like if it was light all the time, we would not know that it was light. Right. We need darkness in order to have awareness of light, right? Same with joy and anger, same with all of the things.
0: And I remember we were, oh, I remember what it was. It was about weaknesses and strengths. And we were talking about how maybe we don't have weaknesses. And let's, let's reframe this in terms of, um, self-worth and self-love and feeling worthy of your desires is that we can almost argue that self-worth is a weakness if you're going if we're gonna talk about weaknesses in that if you feel like you are not worthy of something you're putting yourself in this kind of position where you're manifesting that for yourself
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we were talking about how maybe weaknesses aren't real. Yeah. They're created by society to keep us small, to keep us in that place of feeling unworthy so that we don't chase after, you know, or magnetize what we desire. Maybe they're created so that we will continue to follow the rules and stuff ourselves into the boxes and all of these kinds of things. And the thing that you said to me that really... What like struck me in the moment was, well, we need to know, you know, we need to have weaknesses to understand our strengths, and that was how this whole conversation right. got, got <laughs> onto um, polarity and maybe weaknesses aren't real, because then yeah. we were talking about strengths and what that would look like if we didn't have weaknesses, if weaknesses were not real, mm-hmm. they were social constructs, which I still believe they are. Yes. Um, Yeah. What does our strength look like? What does that polarity, that opposite of weakness look like? And I think that we concluded that our strength is our natural gift. The the wisdom that we're born with, the intuitive gifts that we are here to share with the world. It's just our authentic self, right? right? Like, with when we take weakness
1: away, like with the absence of weakness creates the absence of strength right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and when we remove those we just get to be we just get to be our authentic self it's not about like what we're strong at what we're weak at what we're good at what we're bad at what we're talented gifted all of those things
0: we just get to be which is pretty freeing it i love that it's so freeing It's so freeing. We just get to be. I'm like, can we just sit in that? I know, I feel the same. Let's just sit (laughs) for a moment.
1: Like, it's just, okay, I'm gonna go off on my little tangent here.
0: (laughs) Go for it, I love it.
1: So this is what happens to us, like literally from the moment not from the moment that we're born, like we actually get to just be, which is so beautiful in the beginning of our lives in that infancy phase, but very quickly that fades and we start to have these social constructs impact our lives and impact us moving away from that authentic aligned self. And I know that you heard me speak about this before, where it's like a vein system or like a tree, if you can just imagine that, right? With this huge, like trunk or like this, you know, deep, let's stick with tree, <laughs> <laughs> like beautiful strong trunk and like that's your like soul alignment that's your truth that's who you were born to be it's just your whole beautiful true self why you are here what you are here for all of you and then all of these branches throughout your life they just expand outwards and these are all of the things that We're told to do and expected to do and expected to be. And we leave like these deposits of ourself all over the place. Which keeps us away from that soul truth. It keeps us away from just being like we have weaknesses and strengths and now I'm going to do this and now I'm going to do this and I should do this because I'm told to. And when we begin our spiritual awakening and when we begin a journey back to self, even if we're super happy in our lives, we start to pull those pieces off. No, I'm not gonna be there. No, I'm not gonna have that. No, this isn't serving me. And we just like almost start to like cut off those branches And fully come back to just that beautiful, aligned self, who just gets to be fully without judgment, only in curiosity and love. Just that unshakable inner peace. You know? (laughs) You with me? This is why I love you. Thank you. I
0: love you too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel very, like, almost tired right now just listening to you and just, like, being in this energy of finding that inner peace and I'm just here, like, sitting. I mean, obviously anybody listening to this can't see me, but (laughs) I'm just, like, literally sitting here almost feeling tired with the peace that I feel in this moment. Yeah, it's... um.
1: You know, as we can, if we take time to sit in rest. In rest, we find and receive so much awareness.
0: That was beautiful. I think you need to say that again.
1: In rest, we find and receive so much
0: awareness. Oh, honestly, speaking to my soul.
1: <laughs> um, and that's coming from somebody who had to um, accept rest as a part of themselves and a part of their journey because, you know, as I was moving through my life, rest wasn't something that I really had like, I've always just been a full on fire, full on generator, like go, 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 go. And just having my own guides and my own mentors has really allowed me to just honor that rest, you know, as such a, it's so powerful rest is one of the most powerful actions you could
0: ever do for yourself. It absolutely is. And we've not been taught that. And I love this mission that you and I have and so many other beautiful women like us are sharing now that rest is the, the most important tool that you can have in your tool belt.
1: Yeah, and just being open to
0: receiving during that time. Rest is where you find yourself in the peace and in the quiet, and yeah. just in that connection to your being, your higher being, or, you know, God, Source, Divine, Universe, Spirit Guides, oh. Angels, you know, whoever you resonate with or connect with. That's where you find that.
1: Absolutely. In rest. In rest and just like connecting with your breath. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I don't I even don't... know how we got on to rest, but Me I love neither.
0: It. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. This was, this was where we were being divinely guided. So okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I do want to pivot a little bit and just touch on something that you, you just mentioned we've, brought it up a couple times throughout this conversation is that feeling of loneliness and that feeling of connection and um you had just you just said that in you know in mentorship and in being open to receiving and when we talk about being open to receiving we don't just mean you know from your intuition or god source divine angels whoever you resonate with we talk about receiving from people who are living how we envision our highest selves to live. We talk about receiving, just in general, and I think receiving. See now, now I'm going off topic from the topic that I was originally going for. But <laughs> okay. keep going, keep going. <laughs> um, I, this is what I love about these conversations. Um, it, just in receiving, like I feel like we just have a problem as society in receiving. Like if somebody. Anybody who's listening to this, if you are, if you're listening, ask yourself, if somebody were to buy you flowers, if someone were to buy you a gift, if someone were to compliment you, how do you receive that? Yeah. You know, what is your reaction? What is that? What is your gut instinct? I think that for a lot of people,
1: it's, oh, I can't. Oh, you shouldn't have. You know, again, that brings us right back to, there's a, there's a piece of worth in there.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or even like embarrassment. If someone, there was a time where someone complimented me like, oh, I, I, I get a lot of compliments on my eyes. I have very bright green eyes and, Mm -hmm. um, I get a lot of compliments on them and I used to be like, oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then like shy away and like not even look at that person because <laughs> I didn't want them to see my eyes anymore <laughs> okay but now... so I'm not
1: even joking that's what I get complimented on too is my green eyes mm-hmm. all the
0: time <laughs> we're, we're a rare breed us green-eyed people so <laughs> and so but I used to shrink myself and make myself small whenever I received a compliment and now I'm like yeah they're beautiful right yeah
1: exactly <laughs> you're like thank you I had somebody tell me a little while ago that whenever they see my picture they literally stop scrolling to look at my goddess eyes and I was like
0: yeah you're right I do have goddess eyes they. <laughs> they're so bright and big too like so they're bright. I I love my eyes I always say that they're my best feature my eyes and my butt they're my best features there you go <laughs> oh my
1: gosh okay Wait. so I was sorry go ahead
0: <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, but there was a time where I shrunk away from those compliments or like I was made to feel insecure about them. Particularly my butt, but <laughs> well, I know, mean,
1: like I was just literally, this is making me think about something I was just talking about on my stories the other day, where I was talking to somebody and he was like, I know it's not really humble of me to say, but I just want you to know that I'm perfect at what I do. Yes. And oh and I, and I responded with, I just want you to know that I don't do humble. And if you're incredible at something, I want you to tell me because that's amazing. Yep. And I went on to my stories and I was like, what even is this? Like, why are we afraid or uncomfortable or feel weird to speak loudly about our truth? And confidently. About, about about who we are, about what we do well. Like, what is even humble? Like, pardon me, <laughs> why do we need to shrink into that? No, thank you. I want you to shine and and glow and speak fully about your awesomeness. Like, let's just normalize
0: that. I love that. And it makes me think of uh, one of the things that I do is, you know, help people kind of rephrase the words and the phrases that they use to speak and think and and write about themselves. And the phrase that I often tell people to erase from their vocabulary is, he thinks he's all that, she thinks she's all that, you know, and I'm just like, good for them. You mean they're confident? You mean they know they're fucking good at what they do? And they own that shit? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am here for that
1: okay I have to share a little story with you about this (laughs) so growing up uh my brother was like the most popular guy you could ever imagine I mean like literally every single person knew him loved him wanted to hang out with him like I'm pretty sure some of my friends slept over at my house to be near my brother (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even joking and then Uh, These girls who are a little older, they used to say things to me like, oh, you think you're so cool because you're his sister, you know, stuff like that. And uh, God bless my beautiful brother, (laughs) who has a huge part in um, my powerful self-worth growing up. He said to me, when they say that to you, I want you to look at them and say, I don't think I'm so cool I know I'm so cool
0: (laughs) right that's so amazing
1: and they never said it again like it was like the off button like oh
0: (laughs) okay then (laughs) it's amazing how we are so we're simultaneously magnetized by people who are confident in their being and also repulsed by them Mm-hmm. absolutely like when you when you look at someone popular like your brother how many like how many people were just magnetized to his energy yeah everybody exactly and yet there are so many people who probably secretly or openly were like well he thinks he's all that in a bag of chips like right it's i just know this again we're coming back to this polarity like again like why don't and... why can't we just be?
1: Like why doesn't he just and get let to others be? be? Yeah. Exactly. Just and that's that projection, right? When we start projecting like onto others rather than just remaining within. Why are we so focused on what that person thinks of themselves rather than just remaining within and working on what we think of ourselves and our own self-worth?
0: Oh, there are so many.
1: I feel so like we could things. talk for hours. Uh, just
0: yeah, for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And just as a side note, is your brother single? He is not. Oh damn it! Okay. <laughs> just wait till he listens to this. <laughs> Please share it with him. Yeah. Um. My original. My original kind of path that I was following before we started talking about receiving is, and I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna make a connection, so it seems like a natural path. But since I just explained that it's a natural path, it's really not anymore. But <laughs> when we open ourselves up to receiving, we op we open ourselves up to connection, and so. Just as an example, you and I met inside of a container that we've both been a part of, not at the same time in, in separate cohorts, but inside of that container where we were both supported and held and understood and loved and where we both, I feel like, became open to receiving what is meant for us and stepping into our personal power and reclaiming our truth. That connection in receiving is beyond anything that I could have expected. Um, when I, you know, like you were saying earlier, this is a lonely process. This can be very lonely. Even as you were saying, you know, you have two children and a husband and a family who support you and love you unconditionally. But when you're moving through shutting in the rebirth and it's it feels constant right It if when you're shutting old patterns and thoughts and beliefs and experiences and all these things that no longer serve you and you're stepping into this powerful empowered being a mm-hmm. version of yourself that can be very lonely no matter how much support you have from your family or friends or from the immediate people in, in your life yeah but inside of this container, where we both learn to receive, the connection between our sisters there, yeah, is just so. I and I, I always, <laughs> I always laugh at myself about this because I and I did this just a couple weeks ago when we were um, on a guest panel together. It's like when I describe the sisterhood inside of that container, I don't have words, and it's hilarious because I I literally my my coaching is centered around helping people shift their words and their phrases and those thought patterns but like when I talk about this kind of sisterhood that we have and that we've been inside of and still a part of there really aren't words it's it's not there are no words only energy that's what I was just gonna
1: say it's like it's just this unspeakable energy it's it this- is it's this just like unwavering love and support it's just so powerful and so beautiful and I just can't imagine my life without it and when I think like going back to you know that loneliness and doing that work alone that's a huge part of why I do a group program because Mm -hmm. We don't have to do this stuff alone, right? Like, we get to have that connection. We get to be in cohorts and alumni groups with people who we're
0: meant to be in there with. It's just, and coming back to that polarity, when, when I look back at that version of myself who was at this time last year and I'm sure that this is something that you can resonate as with with as well is that when I look back at that version of myself who felt lonely and who felt like there wasn't anybody else who understood me Uh it makes me feel heartbroken for that version of myself who genuinely was really thinking like I'm gonna have to do this on my own and I don't know how to do that and that's really lonely and really scary but it also makes me feel so powerful and empowered that one, I continued to do what I knew I was meant to do and in doing that, I found that sisterhood and now the empowerment and the connection and the relationships that I've built with myself And with other people, these beautiful women inside of this container. And I say women because it genuinely is only women or those people who identify as women inside of this container. Um, But that polarity where it makes me feel like so heartbroken for her, but also like I know where she is now. And that's so fucking empowering.
1: Exactly. It is so empowering.
0: (sighs) It's so amazing. It is. And so just on that topic as well, one of the things that you have recently done inside of your practice was shift from guiding women and people who identify as women into everybody. Women, men, people who identify as women, people who identify as men, people who don't have any identification, classification at all, anybody, anybody who wants to work with you, you now have this beautiful container for anyone and everyone. Yes. Basically, I work with alive humans. <laughs> right. If you are living, you can talk to Sharn. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
1: you know, and I think it was really important. Um, Ignite Your Heart was meant to be birthed as the powerful program that it is. And it was meant to be birthed to working with women. And as I grow and transform in my journey and as Ignite Your Heart, grows and transforms in its essence and its journey. It's not, we're not there anymore. We're here to now serve people and bring this powerful healing work to people and just create community. I used to really focus on sisterhood. And when I was focusing on that, that was aligned at that time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but as I move forward in my journey I felt called to community and people and that this work is for everybody and I'm so grateful that that time is here now and that this next collective of ignite your heart is going to be that community that
0: community of beautiful people i love that so much and i think that that really speaks to like as a really beautiful example of shedding and rebirthing because i know i think for me and i think that this would be true for you as well is that When I think about the people that I help Mm -hmm. and mentor, there was something inside of me that was like, I'm not a man and I don't identify as a man. So I don't think that I could help men. Right. Because I know what I know as a woman, as someone who identifies as a woman. Mm -hmm. And that ties back to that self-worth where it's even, even if it's, you know, unconscious where you don't feel worthy of being able to coach someone outside of your gender and the gender that you identify with. Because maybe you don't feel like you have a connection with them or maybe you don't feel like you can understand mm-hmm. them on, you know, a level that you would like to. And I think that's a really beautiful example of the shedding of that story that you can't yeah. understand someone who identifies differently than you.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I mean, I can't even tell you why Ignite Your Heart uh, was meant to, you know, serve women in the beginning, but it did. And I mean, I, when I say I'm looking at my wall, so what I have is above my desk, I have a wall of full of sticky notes with the name of every person who has ever taken ignite your heart oh i love that because every morning when i sit at my desk i pray for these people (laughs) these beautiful souls that they continue on their powerful journey and just send them that energy so sorry i'm going off on another tangent but no that's okay uh, I'm excited because I think what happens is, as you were saying, like you were in a place of, I don't know how to help men. I think once we move away from that altogether, realizing that all of us are absolutely nothing more than energetic beings, that that's all it is is energy and we're helping those that come to us and we have an energetic match we have that like energy you know no matter what you identify as or no matter what you are it's all just energy and you know just as easily as you and I connected because our energy is a match Anyone of any gender could easily have that energetic match. And
0: that's all it is. Oh, I love that. I that speaks to my soul. Mine and too. I love and I love that outlook, that perspective. So thank you for sharing that. Thanks. I have so many more things that I want to ask you. <laughs> One of them is where did the name ignite your heart come from? I love that name for a program. it's it's so beautiful. It's so simple, which I personally really love in in names of things. Um, and it just speaks to everything that you embody as a person and as a coach.
1: Thank so you. where
0: where did that come from?
1: Um so I think. I shared in the beginning, I can't quite remember that I received this program. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was literally like what I would consider to be a divine download. Like it was just like, boom, here's this thing, you're doing it. And it just came from within. Like I knew that my work was just empowered living through that heart space and just creating that, like our heart is our power and when i see ignite your heart it's like literally that heart space that heart chakra just like boom glowing so green no blocks this is how i navigate life i am living an empowered life through my heart space i am in unshakable inner peace like literally a love warrior and so I would say, like it, it just came from within. It came with everything as it came
0: through me. I love that. I love love warrior, heart warrior. Love it. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> mhm. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and listen to everything we talked about. I
0: Ooh, we have covered some stuff today we have covered so much today and I know that we're getting to the time where this conversation needs to come to an end and I I don't like that but also I love it because I want you back yeah, <laughs> We, can, we can totally have Sharn and May part two. Oh my god a part like 17 million I mean, um I'm in. I'm all in. But a couple things to, to wrap this up. Let's talk about ignite your heart a little bit. When is the next collective? What can people expect um, in joining this program? And if they so, want to, if they want to join, how do they do that?
1: Okay, so the next collective begins on August thirtieth. Uh, it's a ten week program. And we have, we meet once a week, but we have constant communication throughout. And we have a beautiful community that um, I have set up where everybody who's going through this program together can just be there to support each other and receive from each other. Um, and inside of the program, what people can expect is. <sighs> to really just move through so much healing and gain so much awareness of self but with curiosity from a place of love rather than a place of judgment we we really release what isn't serving you anymore and that's just again going within that awareness. We have to have awareness before we can even begin to know what isn't serving us anymore. So we release what isn't serving you. And then we realize our truth. So we take a look at that like soul frequency. Who are we really? And we look through all of the places in our lives where. We're giving away our power without even recognizing it. I like to call them power leaks because some of them can be so tiny in our everyday living that we don't even recognize them. Yet, if we can almost like close those off, we gain so much self-empowerment. So we, we reclaim your power through, beautiful awareness and powerful daily practices and easy simple practices that you can use for the rest of your life to stay in that power of your heart space because shit's not going to be easy life is always going to throw things at you people are always going to come at you it's always gonna you know have hard but through those powerful practices that I teach, that help you stay in your heart space and choose to stay in your heart space, you reclaim your power. And once we have done all of the beautiful healing, the final part of Ignite Your Heart is really focused on just rebirthing, coming back into your highest, most empowered self. And If you don't mind, I'd like to talk a little bit about self worth because it's kind of like the umbrella here, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: If we see self worth as an umbrella, then we're underneath my philosophy and something that I've created is, I believe, like we almost have a puzzle of things under self, underneath self worth that have to come together. That we have to also be working on in order to achieve self-worth and that they're very simple things we can't have self-worth without self-love we can't have self-love without self-compassion we can't have self-compassion without self-forgiveness and self-trust and we can't even move into those without self-care self-confidence and self-esteem So, while we're doing all of this work inside of Ignite Your Heart, we're really working through all of that as well and just building that self worth, that unshakable knowing and inner peace, and just truly just
0: loving. I love that. What a powerful path and a powerful program. It's huge. (laughs) It is huge. It's huge.
1: It's a lot. Um, But the people who come into this program, when they leave, they're not the same. And yes, like, you know, Jane is still Jane and Jane still is living (laughs) Jane's life and Jane still you know does whatever goes to work feeds her dog it's not like it you know create you know it's not like you have to leave your life behind and I think (laughs) I think some people fear that right but it's like Jane is now navigating life from her heart space fully self-empowered fully knowing her worth Fully honoring her wholeness and all parts of herself. With that unshakable inner peace. <sighs> the program. <laughs> that my beautiful rend is ignite your heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how powerful and how beautiful is that? And is this just for anybody who's listening to this in the future, is, is this a program that you run three times a year once a year how often is this program open
1: it does change um but i would say
0: three times a year yeah okay and i would say follow Sharon on instagram to find <laughs> out more about this program and when it's opening if you miss the august 30th collective and the one after that um depending on when you're listening to this episode, go follow her. So Sharon, where do people follow you on Instagram or Facebook, any kind of social media? Okay. So I probably need to spell out my name, right? Um, so- <laughs> you can. I'll have links on uh, the the webpage for the podcast as well, um, but you can spell it out for anyone who's listening.
1: Okay. So if you're looking for me on Facebook, um It's Sharn Plain Jane and Sharn is S-I-A-N. And if you're looking for me on Instagram, it's Sharn underscore Plain Jane. And I'm super excited about the August 30th collective. I have eight spots left. And um, if you even feel the tiniest nudge to talk about this with me I just ask and I always say this just listen to the nudge it's there for a reason I have an application process so you can apply for ignite your heart I review all of the applications personally if I don't think that ignite your heart is going to support you in your journey I will let you know I don't just like take people as numbers I take you into my program if I know with full 100 confidence that it is going to serve you in your journey um, and applying it commits you to nothing once you apply we get to have a little chat and sometimes you know we decide together that this program is for you and sometimes it's like yes the Ignite your heart is for you. So just follow that nudge.
0: So beautiful. Follow the nudge. Yeah. Just That's just like a life, just life mantra right there. Like
1: it's our soul. <laughs> it's, our soul. it's our soul frequency going, please, <laughs> this is going to bring us back to our alignment. Let's go. Come on. This is it.
0: <laughs> follow the nudge. Yeah. Okay. It has been so beautiful having you here and having this conversation with you. And I have one last question for you that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. Okay. But what does Luxuriously Fierce mean to you? Ooh.
1: Okay. When I think of Luxuriously Fierce, and I'm like literally closing my eyes and visualizing this right now, I am seeing a person so fully empowered in their heart space, I am seeing a person that knows their worth so totally and completely that they know that they are worthy of all of the luxurious abundance, that it is them, that it's just already theirs, that it's who they are and that they are this fierce warrior, this love warrior, this worth warrior, just out there creating change, not only for themselves, but for others. It's all about worth and abundance. I love Luxuriously Fierce. (laughs) Me too.
0: I love that description of it. That was so powerful thank you love it oh this has been so amazing i (laughs) there are no words for me to tell you just how much i appreciate this conversation and you and just how grateful i am for meeting you and just this magnetism that we share
1: thank you i just like can't even explain the feeling of I just feel so full my right now like my heart just feels so full and I feel so at peace and I'm just so grateful to have had this opportunity to just speak with you about all of the beautiful things (laughs) so thank you for having me.